Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with DannyMac.com. Our chance to visit with Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. And as always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. See what they offer before you think about surgery. Make sure you check out Blue Tail Medical Group, BlueTailMedical.com, and also also, uh, Triad Bank, a proud supporter of Scoops with DannyMac.com. Hey, Brian, as always, great to hear your voice. How are things going? Great, Dan. Great. And then how about with you? Oh, doing well. And we are on the eve of uh, the opener of this 2021 season. So excitement with that. And there's a lot to get into because now we know the official roster of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I want to start with the 26-man roster. Any surprises for you on how this was done after the Williams uh, option was granted and Bader goes down and now we see who's on this team. Anything with the major league roster, the 26 guys going to Cincinnati that surprised you? I don't know about surprise, but there were definitely some important decisions to be made. And I think just to touch on the two names you mentioned, Harrison Bader's injury certainly created the opportunity for another outfield position. But I think Justin Williams, based on his play and his left-handedness, um, created an opportunity for him to make the team, even if he didn't have that fourth option. I think really, uh, as you look, you know, Austin Dean was probably the guy who made the last spot on the roster over Lane Thomas. And that was a little bit of an upset in my mind. But the reality is Austin Dean was one of these guys who quietly and can't produced every time he was asked. And Lane Thomas, uh, John Mozeliak mentioned to us the other day, they were a little concerned about his defense on balls over his head. And Thomas, while he hit well at the beginning of camp, really tailed off. So Thomas is on the, um, the taxi squad and Austin Dean made the team. I think the other area that, again, another guy that I think we're all a little bit guilty, I know I am, of taking for granted is Jake Woodford. You know, Jake Woodford is a guy who is a successful starter in the minor leagues, uh, but he's, he's exhausted his rookie eligibility, so he's not on our prospect list, not on the national headlines. And he was a guy you could easily say, well, they're going to send him back to Memphis. Well, he made the team because every time he pitched, he got the job done. And it, it nothing against Cody Whitley, who was the guy that, lost his roster spot as a result. But Jake Woodford is a guy who pitched his way on the team, earned his spot, and, you know, we're going to see in a, in a multi-inning role. And I think the key factor that sort of determined all this in the background was the Cardinals, um, I don't want to say struggled, but they, they were dealing with the question all spring long, are they going to go with 14 pitchers or 13 pitchers? And that 14 versus 13, you know, had a direct impact on whether Whitley made the team and whether an extra hitter uh, you know, probably Dean or, or John Nagowski made the team instead. And so, you know, when that decision was made 13 and 13, then it sort of provided the structure for these other decisions. And the reason the Cardinals decided they could go with 13 pitchers is the ample number of days off during the month of April. And again, because that taxi squad is right there with them, if there is an injury while they're on the road, say in Cincinnati, you know, there'll be five guys there that they'll be able to choose from to immediately activate to take the place of the, the injured player. Well, let's talk about how the, the mechanics of this work. You got the alternate site, you got a taxi squad, you do have minor league um, spring training coming up at some point here. So let's start with the taxi squad. How does this work? Well, you know, the, the, this is really a continuation of, of the system that was in place in 2020. And the hope this season was that, that the AAA season could start on time, uh, which would have been, I guess, opening day, for AAA would have been uh, like April 8th, I guess. But that, that isn't possible because of the, the lack of vaccination for players and the lack of readiness of you know, the minor league parks to, to be able to host fans. So 
now what do they do? How do the major leaguer, how does the major league team have ready players uh, on hand? The immediate readiness is a five-man taxi squad, and the Cardinals have chosen to have that taxi squad be made up of two pitchers, a catcher, and an infielder, and an outfielder. And they travel with the team on the road, but when the team returns home, then these players are go back to the alternate camp, which is going to be in Sage at, at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. So other than the catcher, the catcher stays with the team all the time. So these, these um, taxi squad players... You know, travel with the team. They, you know, they stay on their pitching program. They, they get their batting practice, but they're not participating. You know, in games, obviously, unless they're needed. And four of the five taxi squad members are already on the forty-man roster, which makes the move easier. The only one who's not is infielder Jose Rondon, who came to camp on a minor league contract. Uh, Edmundo Sosa got the roster spot over him primarily because Sosa was out of options. But Rondon is, you know, again, going to be available if they need uh, an extra infielder. What about alternate site? How do you think this will play out as they try to, you know, do some of the things that they would do in inter-squad like they did last year in Springfield? Yeah, the challenge, Dan, is that, that there's only, you know, when the, when the five taxi squad players are gone, they only have 21 players there. And so, and, and of them, only eight are position players. So they don't even have enough fielders to, you know, field a full squad. And if they did, then they wouldn't have anybody to bat. So, you know, they're really kind of doing informal scrimmages against themselves. And that's why the Cardinals and probably every organization hope that the alternate camp is only going to be a one-month thing. They can't really play against other teams' alternate camps because they're spread out all over the country, primarily close to their – you know, the, the idea is to have the alternate camp very close to the major league club, uh, which is why they, they picked uh, Sauge, the location nearby. But the reality is the alternate camp is – is viewed as those guys sort of the next line of players who could step in. For example, a Johan Oviedo, who's done quietly, did a really nice job in spring, but didn't get a lot of 1 o'clock game action, did a lot of B games and that kind of thing. But he's sort of the de facto sixth starter right now. So he's a guy you want to you know, you have on hand and ready if, if they have a rotation opening. Now, there's a couple of surprises in, in my mind in alternate camp. When you look at uh, top left-handed pitching prospects, Matthew Libertor and Zach Thompson. Both of those guys made the alternate camp roster. And that says to me that the Cardinals are so impressed with what they did this spring that they are viable potential alt, you know, additions to the major league roster. Not right away, but probably at some point this season. Now, the other thing is that the core of this alternate camp roster will go to Memphis. They'll be the Memphis team to open the season in May. So the coaches and the, the manager of, of the uh, alternate camp are the, are the Memphis staff. So manager Ben Johnson and Brandon Allen, hitting coach, pitching coach, Dernier Roscoe, et cetera. So this alternate camp um, really are for one month, sort of the next line of reserves, but then they will be the guys to, to start the season with some other additions to start the season for Memphis. Sure. And how about minor league spring training, Brian? How, do, how is that all going to play out? Well, minor league camp uh, will begin in uh, around the, the, uh, the beginning of the second week in April. In April. Uh, pitchers and catchers will report first, then the, uh, the position players will report four days later. And the whole plan all along was that they wanted to wait until the major leaguers and the alternate camp players departed from Jupiter so they could do all the cleaning and all the preparation and they'll have roughly 100 players in camp they'll be spread out among three clubhouses there'll be three rosters and they'll scrimmage against themselves and that's 
the interesting factor again when you look at the roster changes that occurred because a couple of players that you thought might have been an alternate camp, the Cardinals have decided instead to leave behind for in this minor league camp. And I'm talking specifically about catcher Ivan Herrera, who's on the 40-man roster. He's the only 40-man roster player who's not in the alternate camp. And infielder Nolan Gorman. And I think by them being in the alternate, being, excuse me, being in minor league camp, staying behind in Florida rather than going to the alternate camp, that's a signal that the Cardinals want them to get more structured work. Because with 100 players in minor league camp, they're going to have games. They're going to have structured competition. Maybe they'll even play the Marlins or some of the other teams in that area. And so, you know, what we, we know Nolan Gorman not only needs at-bats, but he needs work at second base. His new position, he's only, what, four, six weeks into the position. So, you know, by staying in minor league camp, Nolan Gorman can get more reps at second base and get ready to potentially contribute in the second half or certainly in 2022. So there's this kind of this hierarchy by the decisions that the Cardinals made, which tell us where they think certain players are. Libertor and Thompson seem to be, you know, more on the fast path to reach the majors and guys like Carrera and Gorman, uh, while they you know still did fine, you know probably need a little more work, and so they're going to stay behind in Florida. Yeah, you, you just led me into my next question, which was about Nolan Gorman and Herrera. Do you, do you see them starting at Double A by the way that this hierarchy works? Probably yes, Dan. Uh, you know, looking at the catcher position, um, Tyler Heineman and Dennis Ortega. And Ortega was a guy who was a prospect, and you know kind of faded a little bit with the bat. But those are the guys that are in the alternate camp, and you would assume they'll be the catchers at Memphis now. Ali Sanchez, the catcher that the Cardinals picked up from the Mets this spring, is the taxi squad guy. But I could see them rotating these three around, you know, between the taxi squad. And, yes, I think that means Herrera will probably start the season at Springfield. Uh, same with Gorman, although if Gorman has a good month, you know, down in camp, you know, they might, they might uh, you know, put him in Memphis. But a lot's going to depend on not only his bat, but how quickly he adapts to, you know, everyday play at second base. And so, you know, they'll, they'll judge that. It's not unheard of for the Cardinals to start a player for a month, six weeks in double A and let them get their feet on the ground and then uh, move them up afterward, which, you know, we could certainly see during the season. Anybody else really catch your eye at this camp? You know, for me, it was certainly Nagowski who made the team. It was Ron Doan, who's uh, on the taxi squad. Um, I was looking forward to watching Herrera and Gorman a lot. Saw a little bit of Gorman, not a lot of Herrera, which kind of surprised me, but Yachty played a ton of innings. Uh, anybody else that surprised you down in camp? Well, I think Tommy Parsons, uh, you know, the former Division yeah, three guy, sure. non-drafted free agent, uh, you know, got the opportunity not to just pitch up, you know, pitch and mop-up duty, but he ended up earning a lot of action against major league players and really performed well. So he's a guy that's in alternate camp that I think, you know, we could easily see added to the 40-man roster and, and play in, in St. Louis. Jesus Cruz is a guy who got, you know, one shot last year, got beat up. But he was a guy that was sort of the designated guy that whenever a pitcher didn't, you know, couldn't get through the inning, got to his 25 pitches, they call in Jesus Cruz. And he quietly did a did a really nice job. So, you know, he could get another shot on the 40-man roster. On the, on the offensive side, I think Scott Hurst is a guy that really showed that he can, uh, you know, take a good at bat from the left side but also plays a solid defense and center. And he was a, a third rounder in 2017 and, uh, you know, not a big guy, not a power guy, but it's a guy that, you know, might be able to play himself into the outfield reserve uh, situation in the future. Had a real nice spring. What's happening at the What are you working on? Well, the article that's up today that uh, subscribers can read about is I went into 
the significant detail about the things we just talked about here, how the hierarchies of the camps work and, uh, and how the players assigned to them and not assigned to them, uh, you know, signifies where they stand. And I, we talked about some of them, but talk a lot more about others like, uh, you know, uh, Luke and Baker and Delvin Perez and, and, and many others. So, you know, come to the site, read my in-depth analysis. You may already know who's on the rosters, but I kind of, you know, go into deeper to tell you who and why. Uh, we'll have a new roster matrix up tomorrow, which is, shows where everybody's assigned across the system that's, that's free and available to all. I've got articles coming up on uh, more detail on what the minor league camp structure is going to be like, as well as uh, some changes in the international program, some signings and some releases. Great stuff as always. It's all at thecardinalnation.com, and we do this every Wednesday with Brian Walton. Great insight on the Cardinals and the Cardinals minor league system. As always, Brian, thanks so much, and uh, let's have a great season. You got it, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We're presented by Blue Tail Medical Group and Triad Bank.